Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's Thursday again. Tell everybody to lock in. Grab some popcorn, a drink, and go and throw your AirPods in. It's the one-hour show. Constantly speaking facts. Bulletproof stats are always shooting from Matt. And when it comes to Kyle, you getting numbers and style. Jake is going to educate you. He has that knowledge on fire. Player, step your game up. Don't be sluggish or lazy. Or Jimmy J might hit you with a shaky baby. Catch him on YouTube or any podcast platform. Breaking all the news down like Shaq does the backboards. No hot takes. This is where the hottest debate's at. Now kick your feet up, because it's time for straight facts. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to Straight Facts, a sports show that educates and entertains. Brought to you by the Up On Game Presents Network. It's my guys, Kyle Sirik and Stat Matt Robinson. I'm James Jackson. No Jake Galley had prior engagements for tonight. We forgive him, but he's going to miss a heck of an episode, yo, because it's it's NBA Finals time, uh, the time that we've been waiting for all playoffs. Uh, Warriors, Celtics is going to be a good time. But first of all, before we get into it, got to say what's up to my guys, Kyle and Matt. What's going on with y'all? Yo, and yo, you know what's funny, James, is if you remember last year when we did this, uh, the first show for the finals, it was just me and you when you were yeah, in Florida. So I was actually, in Orlando, right. Actually, I've been mad here for a uh, finals type of preview episode. We're going to talk about it a little more. It's actually mm-hmm. an upgrade. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really like, excited. Um, I'm rec- I recovered from yesterday at work. I had a woman scream at me because she couldn't remember her own password to her email. Like so, and well, how that, dare you? Well, how that's, dare you? That's my pet peeve. When customers get mad at me over stuff that they, it's their fault. You don't know your passwords. Yeah. That's your fault. I can't help you. I don't know your passwords. Um, and <laughs> yeah. so today, uh, I'm I'm real excited for the NBA Finals, even though I the Celtics are in it. I really am not letting myself think that the Celtics can win. So I'm still I'm I could you're be just a denial stage, but yeah, you're, you're fooling yourself. I mean, but, let's let's yeah, let's get right into it then. Let's get right into it before before we before you start the discussion. Before the discussion, we have 
a fact straight at you. you. We all know about the Celtics defense, right? Number one defense in the NBA in a regular season has been one of the best defenses in the playoffs. But not many people know or not many people talk about Golden State being also ranked number two in defensive rating through the 2021-2022 NBA season. So the number one and number two defenses coming into the playoffs, they've also been playing like that. So we'll frame the, the finals in this kind of talk. We'll talk about like how both these teams got here and then how they match up with each other. But I think how they got to this point is really important to see how they're going to play in the finals once matched up with one another. So first we'll go with the Warriors path and like it's been, it's been vintage Warriors. Like it really has been vintage Warriors this playoffs. And I don't even know if I realized it until I think Matt pointed it out couple episodes ago of like they're getting back that they they're remembering that they don't lose in the playoffs that's the exact words you said Matt you said they're remembering that they don't lose in the playoffs and I look I'm like holy crap they're really not losing 4-1 against the Nuggets in the first round 4-2 against the Grizzlies and they really could have made it 4-1 they were just you know really nice about it and then (laughs) 4-1 to the Mavericks again could have could have swept them but you know just really nice about it so they're really forgetting that that forgetting also could have swept, could have swept uh, the Nuggets. They're up three zero. They they could have done it to everything. Yeah. They're just they're mm-hmm. nice about it. To be honest, they really could have swept everyone. They're nice about it. But let's let's talk about it. We could start with the defense because that's what's not been highlighted from a lot of people. And we know that Draymond, you know, is is that's what he stamps his game of. But the Warriors have really stamped or started their game plan on the defensive end this year. Yeah, I just yeah. think. Yeah. yeah, I just think the versatility yeah. they have, making them match up with uh, how they match up with Boston really is a big advantage for Golden State. Because if you look at how Boston kind of played, um, especially in the Bucks and Heat series, they were hunting for mismatches all the time. They kept hunting, um, <clears throat> trying to get Grayson Allen, and it worked. They kept hunting trying to get Struss or here or a hobbled hero when he was playing or hmm. uh planking. So there's what a Lowry cause he was hurt too. Um, and he was, they kept hunting and you can't do that with this Warriors team pool is clearly the weakest link. But when you have someone like Wiggins and someone like green, that versatility where they can guard the point guard, Peyton Pritchard, they can guard Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, and they can guard um, Robert Williams or Al Horford. So it's just the fact that they have that, they can pre-switch before Boston is able to hunt them. And I think that's such an advantage for them. Yeah, they've also, um, what I've been really impressed about is they're playing, I mean, I call it playing the numbers in a way. Um, Obviously, the mid-range game is not dead, as you like to remind us. Um, yeah. But they're don't letting let them, don't let them tell you it is. Don't let them they're letting opponents take those shots and really locking down the three point line and the paint a lot more. If you look at the percentages um, that teams are shooting the ball, the Warriors have been letting the third most in these playoffs mid range field goals, and and that's just knowing what you do and when you add in the versatility of all these different guys and how you know Clay can switch on Draymond's matchup and Jordan Poole can switch on Wiggins' matchup, and it doesn't really matter who's guarding who. Um, bringing that to the playoffs has been really understated. And one other thing that's been understated for the defense is 
Gary Payton's probably going to come back in these finals. Mm-hmm. And um, I think personally, he's going to be one of the, I think they're going to stick the rotation to probably eight people, but I think Gary Payton is going to be cemented as one of those eight people. And just having that spark plug on defense only elevates their defense as this series goes anyway. So, well, he comes back as a player who, who primarily focuses on the defensive end. So they just adds to that defensive identity that, that the Warriors have brought out in these playoffs. But I think in something added to that defensive mindset for the Warriors is Steph Curry has been stepping it up on defense. He doesn't have a crazy amount of stats. There's not a crazy amount of steals or blocks or anything, but you see the effort on the defensive end. I mean, he did make, you know, a big, a big block or big deflection on Jalen Brunson in the corner to end game five and pretty much seal it for the Warriors. So, and, and you you heard the one reporter in the one press conference call him a two-way player. And he kind of like, you know, his, his eyes lit up and he was like, well, that, 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 thank you. No one's ever called me a two-way player before. But people are, are noticing him stepping up on the defensive end. Um, now, I say that with the caveat of looking at his matchups through the playoffs, he hasn't had juggernauts at point guard, right? It might say Morris a lot in the first round. And then you get and stuff like that. And then you go to the second round and you face no jaw. So you face DeAnthony Melton and Desmond Bain, and you're able to switch off a lot. There's no electrifying port card you have to deal with. And then you go and play Jalen Brunson, who just got done dealing with Chris Paul for seven games. He's tired, and he's still a young pup, and you're in the conference finals. You're Steph Curry. You know how to do this. So Marcus Smart is a whole different matchup for him. So that that's going to test the Warriors' limits a little bit on defense, at least Steph Curry's limits on defense, because I don't think you can hide as much and when you're faced with that matchup at the point guard position, Marcus Smart is going to make sure Steph Curry works on the defensive end. So that's going to be interesting to see. But Steph has stepped it up on defense. But also for the Warriors, too, getting back to what we're traditionally used to seeing them do is on the offensive end, they're back to being the best distributing team, the best assisting team in the NBA. The most assist in these playoffs, and it's not even close. Um, they have 28.3 assists per game. The second best in these playoffs is 25.7. League average is 22.8, and, and they're at 28. So they're blowing out these margins, and that is another hallmark of a Warriors team that we saw dominate the NBA is, like, they have prolific scores. They have guys who know is going to get off, but they're, the ball does not stick. The ball's not going in one player's hands. It's moving all around the court, and now it's different guys contributing. Like now yeah. we see Andrew Wiggins stepping up for him and Jordan Poole stepping up for him, Jonathan Kamingo when he's healthy. And that's what you get when you move a rock like that. Like you get other players to step up. It's been super impressive. And so they're leading the playoffs and scoring, scoring almost 115 points a game. And if you look at this Warriors team in the regular season, um, their pace is like middle of the pack in the league. And they've been, mm-hmm. they've had the fifth highest pace in these playoffs, but it's so impressive to have the most points per game when your pace isn't necessarily the highest. And it's because of how sound they have been on offense. Another underrated guy I want to point out who only takes four shots a game in these playoffs is Kevon Looney. Um, talk about a guy that knows his role on the team. He has been so mm-hmm. solid for them offensively and defensively, only four shots a game, but shooting it at almost 70%. Um, and just having a guy like that, that, you don't need to do anything, but he's going to do way more than you need him to anyways. And it's just so solid right. there to round out your starting rotation. I mean, these guys are clicking on a just different level right now. And unless there is some sort of scoring drought from the greatest shooter of all time and, you know, Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole and, and, our, 19, <laughs> and our 19 points per game, uh, Wizard, Andrew Wiggins. I mean, yeah, unless yeah, there's some yeah. sort of drought here, I expect that to continue too, even against the Celtics defense. 
Hey, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. That's right, this year has gone by so quickly, and there's so many things to be proud of in your 2024 so far, but... Oh, there's some things that you still want to accomplish out there as well. So look, when life is going fast and it's important to take a moment to celebrate your wins, you stop and celebrate your wins and make adjustments for the rest of the year. That's right. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months. So listen, I got to tell you, I benefit from therapy. That's right. I have conversations and I talk about the things I want to accomplish. I talk about things that I have accomplished. And you know what? When you do it, you go to a place like BetterHelp. That's right. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. I know it isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. It's for all of us, all right? If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Take a moment, visit BetterHelp.com slash GamePresents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GamePresents. The following is a high five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Whoa! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Yeah, and I'm so- actually really glad you said that. Hold on, I'm actually really glad you said that um, about Kevon Looney. One, he did have his his game. He had his one game in the Dallas series, got his shine. Um, yep. But something I heard Sue Bird actually say on J.J. Reddick's podcast, on Old Man in the Three, and she said it's it's so hard for a role player, like, to, to be a role player and play that role so well. Because mm-hmm. you're coming into the NBA and you're used to being the guy everywhere and doing so much. And it's so hard to ask guys to minimize themselves into perfecting a couple of things on the court. And she's like, what you get is what you get in that role. Like Steph Curry, no matter how many shots he misses, he's going to get extra shots. Kavon Looney, those four shots he gets a game, those are the shots he's going to get. If he happens to come upon seven, eight, nine shot attempts a game, we'll go for him. But those four to five shot attempts, that's what you're going to get. So do the most with those, shoot about a 70% clip, and make sure you're impacting the game elsewhere, which he always does. And those, that's, those are the players you win a championship with. 
Like yep. those are the invaluable players and the Warriors find them everywhere. Kevon Looney's been, you know, kind of a veteran statesman with the Warriors at this <laughs> point, but there's a reason he sticks around. There's a reason yeah, he gets that's minutes. The thing. Yeah, that's the thing too. He's been yeah, to that's... two finals with them already. And, and, yeah. and you look at the foundational pieces of this team that's been the finals and it's only four guys. It's it's mm-hmm. Clay, it's Steph, it's Draymond, and it's Kevon Looney. And I guess you can throw Iguodala in there, even though he's not playing much on this run. Maybe we'll see more of him in the finals, but that's it. So, so I mean, that mm-hmm. experience I think tapping into has just been great for him. And I agree with you. Being a role player where you don't know what you're going to be asked to do every night because you're just mm-hmm. kind of out there, a lot of guys fall back in that role, and Kevon Looney is elevated in that role, it seems like, in this playoffs. That's a great point. Honestly, that's, point. that's a Steve Kerr. Like, that's where we got to give him his props. His entire tenure with the Warriors has been filled with role players being huge players for them, whether it be Leandro Barbosa, whether it be Sean Livingston, whether it be Andrew Boga, whether it be Festus Azili. There's just so many people who had their moments of shine. And honestly, from an offensive standpoint, Draymond, he's, he's in that mold. Because he yeah. only gets, like, unless he's really hot, he only shoots six to eight shots a game, too. So it's just such great coaching and making the, and being so much about the team winning and not uh, everything else. And not at all like the, oh, I didn't get my shots. Like a Lou Williams mm-hmm. wouldn't work on Golden State. Now he's coming in and pulling. And if he misses, he pulling again. But but that's what you want from Sweet Lou. So you don't. You, you know, <laughs> you're exactly right. But listen to those names you talked about for Steve Kerr and the other guys. Leandro Barbosa had a, an impressive tenure as a youngin, and then kind of fell back in his career a little bit. Revitalized it with the Warriors. Andrew Bogut, number one pick, right? Revitalized career with the Warriors. Sean Livingston, horrific leg injury, revitalized career, really with the Nets, but a really revitalized career with the Warriors. And then now Andrew Wiggins, a number, another number one overall pick, a guy who, who uh, people wanted to label bust. People wanted to, to say he was done, was not going to live up to it. All-star starter, albeit however you want to, you want to debate it, you could debate it, but all-star starter this year. But what you cannot debate is now his impact on what is a championship run, a title run. Yeah. And so I, I'm not sure if there's a pattern there. I'm not sure if anyone's ever even realized that pattern. But Steve Curry's ability, like Bill Belichick-esque, to find guys who have stepped back in their career, quote-unquote lost it to some people, and say, you, you come work in this system. If we minimize your role and you perfect the things you do well, you're going to work in this system. And he's done it with – there's probably more people I'm still leaving on the table. Yeah, I'd actually – I'd want to throw in – even. I know right. he started there, and this was the foundation for someone that's made a great NBA career was Harrison Barnes. As yeah, well was a valuable key starter in some God, of those finals. And you see, you see how good he's been on the Mavericks and the Kings. I mean, albeit yeah. not winning teams, but he's been a valuable piece on those teams too. And his foundation came from this Warrior squad. And yeah. and you can't tell me that Andrew Wiggins isn't just playing the Harrison Barnes role better, which is just another reason why I think the Warriors are so solid at this point. I mean, when they got Andrew Wiggins, I think that immediately, I think people saw Harrison Barnes. Like, yeah. like they got Andrew Wiggins, they're like, oh, that's that's their Harrison Barnes replacement right there. Harrison Barnes was never an all-star starter. People no. wanted to argue he was an all-star, but he yeah. never even got, even got invited he to was, the weekend. He was a 12-point-per-game 
third, fourth option. And, and, and Harrison and Barnes is just a better version of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? A, a, a moments player yep. was Harrison Barnes. He gave you big moments in the finals. He had a couple big shots in those finals. Mm-hmm. But a moments player. Andrew More Wiggins than 2015 is a, is a, than 2016. 2016 is yeah, kind of the reason they lost. But but, but Andrew Wiggins isn't a moment. That, he was a keep. Without him, they don't win a ring. So that's it just right. is. And he was you the know? eighth pick in the draft. He was their lottery pick. And he like he was going to be like the face of the franchise-ish because Curry wasn't healthy at that point. Draymond was a second rounder. Clay wasn't really Clay. And he relegated himself to the fourth player and got himself a ring. Uh, not a uh, a starter on the best regular season team ever and a giant contract in return. So yeah, worked out forever. Thank you. Yeah. Th- thank you. Steve Kerr, Harrison Barnes forever saying thank you to Steve <laughs> Kerr and the Warriors. All right. There is actually another team in these finals. So not enough with the Warriors admiration, because they do actually have to play another team on the other side of the ball and a team who's more than earned it. You talk about the Boston Celtics, um, what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> I'm going to be a hater. Finish your point. We're just going to hate on the Celtics. I don't even want to. Uh, good, because my point's going to shut down whatever eh you got, you might have coming because you look at their road, one of the most impressive sweeps to me in NBA history, or one of the one of the most disappointing sweeps in NBA history, depending where you're looking at it. 4 0 to the Nets. Then they go back to back seven game series, beating the defending champs, the Bucs four to three, and then now the Miami Heat beating them in seven games four to three. And it lands them toe to toe with the Golden State Warriors um, in the finals. And Matt, before you start hating, strategically hate. Like don't don't just come in and blanket and it just it just kind of rain on on the Celtics parade right now. Things fell their way. I'm not gonna b- b- besmirch anything they did to the Nets. I got to. Um I just think that just shows the Nets were inept. That's not, I've got like negative for the Nets, not pro Celtics. Okay. But it's not like I'm not going to like criticize that. That's great. Well, what do you, uh, what do you mean things fell their way? Uh, I'll, I'll get to it. So Chris Middleton injured. They win right. in seven against Milwaukee. They don't win in seven if Chris Middleton's healthy. Against Miami, right. Tyler Hero's injured. Kyle hmm. Lowry's injured. Hmm. Butler's playing injured. And and they really almost choke one of the worst chokes ever in Game Seven, mm-hmm. and they get like and it, it's worked out for them this playoffs. And I just think uh, they're finally playing a team at full strength with great chemistry, and mm-hmm. I think it's going to show. I don't think it's going to be like I'm not going to give like my prediction, but I don't think it's going to be like an easy series. But I think it's definitely going to be a step up of competition compared to who they've played. And, and and to our listeners, we will get to the Celtics stats. We will get to why they got here. But I have to address what Matt just put on the table right now. Because if we're going to talk about injuries, let's talk about both sides of the coin now. Because the, the Celtics were healthy. Jason Tatum, scary injury. Marcus Smart, missed time. Robert Williams in out of the lineup. Al Horford, missed time the whole time. And then if you're looking at the Warriors, things, things didn't fall the Warriors' way. They get to play a Nuggets team in the first round who got one player. And the rest of, the rest of their, their supporting pieces are hurt. Then you go to the second round, and, and who did they not have to see? John Morant. And then you go to the, the, the conference finals, and instead of having to face a guy in Chris Paul who's been a pest in Steph Curry's ear every time they play in the playoffs, you get to now play another team who's got one player. And your matchup is Jalen Brunson, who just got off a seven-game series with said Chris Paul. So, like, 
things gotta fall everybody's way. No, no, that's really fair. But to me, it's like if I I've seen the Warriors do it before. So like the fact that they had fortunate no job Morant, the fact that they avoided Phoenix, uh the fact, like that's that that would be a really good argument if they if I, hadn't seen them, every... if I hadn't seen them doing it before. But they've they're a dominant team throughout NBA history. We've talked about this last week. Right. The Celtics are a team that haven't quite gotten there. Congratulations on getting there. That's incredible. I would kill for the Sixers to make an NBA Finals. Well, that's what this is rooted in. That's what this is rooted in. But I can go back every year. People are back every year, Matt, and 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 list the things that fell that that team's way to get to the title. No, 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 every single year, and it's mostly injuries. But I could do that. I know. Also, but I I think when you win in seven, it's a bigger. Like you got Kyle. I was going to say that your original point, though, had nothing to do with the Warriors. You were discrediting this Celtics playoff run. Hey, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. That's right. This year has gone by so quickly, and there's so many things to be proud of in your 2024 so far, but oh, there's some things that you still want to accomplish out there as well. So, look, when life is going fast and it's important to take a moment to celebrate your wins – you stop and celebrate your wins and make adjustments for the rest of the year. That's right. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months. So listen, I got to tell you, I benefit from therapy. That's right. I have conversations and I talk about the things I want to accomplish. I talk about things that I have accomplished. And you know what? When you do it, you go to a place like Better help. That's right. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. I know it isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. All right. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give better help a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Take a moment, visit BetterHelp.com slash GamePresents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GamePresents. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and 
select goods. That's leesa.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. And by my count, they went through the three other top favorites in the Eastern Conference to do it while they were injured, as James was saying. So I don't think you can discredit this. And the other side of the coin is just in comparison that, yeah, the Warriors had an easy ride here. We're not saying that the Warriors didn't catch a break. And, and and that reflects badly on them. We know that they could do it, and you're right. Like we've seen them do it before. They're expected to be here. But the Celtics went through every single tough opponent. They could have drew anyone else in the East, but instead they had to face the three other top favorites, and they did what they needed to do. So I mean, you can't control who's hurt on the other team. They did what they needed to do, and they did have injuries themselves. I, I agree right, well, with James on this. Well, let, let's talk about let's talk about what they did because Matt's obviously wrong. We don't have to spend too much time on that. <laughs> but like, but, <laughs> but but let's talk about what they did because first thing you talk about Kyle the getting through that path is just being a well coached team. They haven't lost back to back games in these entire playoffs. They've and sustained some, we'll say weather some storms. They they've had leads in pretty much all of these series, pretty much except the Nets series that. They've went up big in these games and either lost it completely or hung on by a thread. And it almost, like you said, cost them the Miami series when they did it in uh, in game seven. So, like, this is this is still a team who, who knows how to go through the gauntlet and give Ime Adoka his credit at being a first-year head coach, getting him through this run. But I think that says a lot for the culture he's been able to establish that in his first tenure, he's getting the most out of his players like this. No, you made Adoka. I'm not going to besmirch him at all. I just the Celtics in general. If I have a chance to hate on them a bit, I'm going to do it. That's just that's just okay. But, but what did you get about like the? Let's talk about like actually the how like how do you guys think they're going to match up with Golden State? Like how do you think I mean, they're going to? How do you think that's going to play is, out? I think for Golden State, I think this is a matchup that they haven't seen all playoffs because the Celtics are are one of the most, if not the most physical team in these playoffs. And I think the other team that you could label most physical was the Heat, and they took them out. So this is the most physical team that Golden State could match up with. And I think a lot of teams use different methods to try to fight the three-point barrage or the offensive barrage that the Warriors, you know, can hit you with. But I don't think many have been able to hit it with the physicality that, that Boston can hit it with. Like, I think Boston can really make life tough for Steph Curry and company. I think he can get some people in foul trouble. Like, I think they can really do things that other defense just weren't defenses just right. weren't able to do against Golden State. And That's for, what I see. Yeah, I agree. And for as much as we talk about how the Warriors can switch everything and the Warriors have this really sound defense, Boston's the same way, if not better, in terms of, you know, they don't even have a true point guard, but they have a guy right. who can defend a point guard perfectly, and they have mm-hmm. guys that can switch on. So I think. You look at the Warriors offense and a lot of their offense comes from, you know, high screens and off ball screens and off ball movement. And I think if mm-hmm. there's a team that can, you know, line up with that, it's really the Celtics, to be honest. This is I think the matchup is pretty solid both ways. And I think for as low scoring as we saw the Eastern Conference finals with the Celtics and the Heat to good, a good defensive matchup like that, I think the Heat or the Celtics are actually coming in to maybe a possibility of a same type of matchup. Obviously, Golden State gives you more on the offensive side, but they've been in these gritty, tight defensive games already that I could see some of these games in the finals turning into. So I like the matchup for Boston, too. Uh, I just I think it's going to come down to, I think a lot of 
I think the games are going to be low scoring and close. I like like everyone basically, mm-hmm. and I yeah. think I think Golden State's going to make sure if they're going to leave a guy open, it's going to be Grant Williams, and Grant Williams has been very. He shot thirty four percent from three for the regular season, but he's been twenty five percent for the playoffs. And at the end of that Heat series, he was like afraid to shoot. Like he was hesitating. He was not in the right mind. If he doesn't get like his confidence that the in in practice, and you tell him when you're open and we give the ball to you behind the three point line, shoot it. If he doesn't get in the shooting rhythm, then I think they're really going to struggle because I don't think Golden State's role players have that worry at all. I think they're locked and ready to go. Um, and I'm I'm not fully there with Boston's role players. Yeah, uh, it's tough because when you saw Grant Williams take that step back, I think you saw Kyle's guy, Derek White, take that step up. And so yeah. if, if I'm looking for production, I guess, yeah, I would like to see all players produce in their role. But I think you're going to get a certain level of offensive output when you're talking about the Boston Celtics. So if one guy's production goes down and I see another guy's production go up, that just tells me how good of a team the Celtics are. One guy is able to see where, where his team is being deficient and step up. Like Derek White had an amazing game six and game seven. And they probably don't win those games, especially game six. They probably don't, they probably don't get back in that series, you know, without Derek White. So like, I think it was, it's invaluable to have somebody like that. And like, you wanted to point out the guy who's doing the most in his role for the Warriors, Kyle. I think this is the guy that's doing the most in his role for the Celtics. And he's been doing it, like you said, since the trade deadline. So yeah, like, I, I, it's just, it's really good for them, man. I, yeah, I, I mean, I can see it. a ton of dudes that stuff, but I also want to throw Horford into that conversation too. A guy doing it for, the most for his role. I mean, just amazing. Well, going back to the matchup. So there's one more thing just keying in on, because obviously both teams are great defensively and very consistent offensively. I see one spot to where the Warriors could have some trouble on the defensive side. And it's if Jalen Brown does what he did in the last series. If he's able to be this very efficient score, 24 a game, he shot 48% from the field, over 42% from three, a very efficient second option. They're going to have problems with the offensive output that him and Jason Tatum can supply together. Because you can throw Draymond on Tatum. I agree. But I'm worried that if Jalen Brown comes in with another good series, that the Warriors are going to have defensive problems there, a hundred percent in my mind. Mm-hmm. And and I think, I think it needs to happen. Like that's yeah. that's Jalen Brown has now set that standard, especially because we're not getting thirty to thirty five a game, Jason Tatum. We're actually getting about twenty five to twenty six. They're actually like right neck and neck. We're scoring yeah. at least they were last series. They, you know, Jason Tatum wasn't above and beyond Jalen Brown. So I think it's more important for Jalen Brown to keep that standard yeah. than it is for Jason Tatum Definitely. to go back up to the, the 30 to 35. Like they got to keep that pace and keep the defensive identity. Like it's it's one of two ways. If these games go high scoring, Boston can't outpace Golden State. But if yeah. these games stay low scoring and stay physical, I think Boston can outmuscle Golden State. Um, I agree. Because yeah. what's lost in, like, when you win, so no one talks about it, and I promise I'm not trying to hate. I'm actually making a point. No, it's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah. I know what you're going to say. Is, uh, like, the Heat's offensive rating in the series would have been the worst offensive rating in the NBA this year. So when you mm. hold a team to that, your def- defense is that good. Um, And so it's the worst offense in the NBA you're playing against, essentially, is what you've relegated into. And you still 
barely win the series. That means mm-hmm. that your offense and not is it's not like it's bad, but it's not clicking. And like we talked about at the beginning, Golden State's defense was number two in defensive rating in the NBA. And I think I think just because Boston's defense will cause Golden State problems, I think it's gonna be the same the other way. Uh, Jason mm-hmm. Tatum has turned the ball over more than any other player this postseason, and that's 18 times more than anyone else. And with <laughs> Draymond on them, that's going to be tough for them to kind of they they you can't win when you turn the ball over that much against a team mm-hmm. like Golden State, who will kill you in transition. Kill you, what, and one of the best teams in comport, converting points off of turnovers. You just can't give them extra possessions, and that that's a worrisome spot. Um, if you're the Celtics for sure. And, and another kind of worrisome spot for them, it, it kind of goes alongside what you were saying with being barely able to, to eke out these games is like when, when the ball, when the offense started sputtering for the Celtics in the heat series, they threw all of the, not all of their, but they threw a lot of their attention to their defensive identity. Now we have to get physical. Now we have to beat them up. Now Bam can't see any looks. Now Jimmy can't see any looks. Marcus Smart came back, made it his personal vendetta to, to shut Jimmy Butler down in the series, kind of did it for a little bit, and then Jimmy got off again. But it, it was it was back to defense. And against Golden State, like, yes, defense can be your identity, but you have to, like, address your offense not clicking. Like, I don't think – I think if your offense isn't clicking, I don't think you can go strictly defensive-minded because I think that's a trap. Like, if, if you – try to limit Golden State like that and you don't get your offense back going, you're, you're very susceptible just to get run out the gym. So Boston's got to put their, their, you know, their focus back to getting their offense back to what it can be because they were the best defensive team in the NBA in the regular season, but they, weren't a, they were never a bad offensive team. Like, it's not like their defense carried them through the playoffs. I mean, Jason Tatum was still top five, top ten in the league and scoring. So, you know, you still have to get – back to that i think a lot of it falls now i'm talking a lot of it probably falls on jason tatum right yeah yeah be finals mvp yeah For he sure. has to be um consistent every game uh, of course it's seven game series and we know the nba um in contrast to the nfl to where you can't have a bad game in the playoffs you know you can get away with one in the nba so mm. jason tatum can maybe afford to have one bad game and chalk up the l there but he's gonna have to be very consistent and like very elevated, like maybe a 40 point game or two mixed into here, right. for like Boston to really elevate. Um, I liked Matt's point, what he said about um, the not clicking. Um, like clearly they weren't clicking enough. Uh, they still won the Heat series, did what they needed to do. But Matt is right there that if you have, you hold a team to the worst offensive rating in the league um, in con- over the span of that series. If they're not clicking like this, um, that that is probably the most worrisome thing for Boston offensively right now. Because yeah. you're not going to hold the Warriors to that. You can play great defensively. You can hold the Warriors to 100 points in a game, but you still need to win that game. And and there's games where Boston didn't even reach 100 points in this playoff. Mm-hmm. So, so I do I re- I do want to say one thing for Matt because I know we've been kind of against him on some of his points here. I, I I think that is a true worry spot right now for Boston fans. The following is a high five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple 
pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Whoa! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help Dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. No, that's a great point. Because you say that right now, 100 points, I don't think, gets you any win against the, the Warriors. Or right. something crazy happened. Something contextual happened. Someone got hurt. Someone had a historically bad shooting night. But you would need that from three or four people on their team. You'd need a historically bad night from Steph, Clay, and Andrew Wiggins for that to happen. Like I don't, I don't see a game in which you win. Like This isn't the Heat. This isn't Jimmy Butler scoring you know, 60% of their points. This is... A team who three people on any given night can give you 30. So I do think like 100, 110, maybe bare minimum for the Celtics to pull these. I'm interested to see what the Warriors do with their rotations, too. Um, Obviously, Steph and those guys are going to play 40, but you still need to pull one or two or even three guys off the bench over the span of a game. And they've been really inconsistent with that in these playoffs. We've seen them go small, which you could do against Mm -hmm. the Celtics. And Moses Moody logged a game with 17 minutes off the bench. And then the very next game, Jonathan Kaminga came off three DMPs and played 21 minutes. So, <laughs> so I mean, there's different rotation pieces here that I'm going to be interested to see what the Warriors do with as well. Maybe yeah, it won't have I the mean, biggest impact on the series, but I think Boston's rotation is pretty set. Um, I think what can change is like how many minutes do you give Grant Williams compared to Derek White, but that's about it. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm interested to see what the Warriors do off the bench because you can't well, play Looney more than like 25 minutes. Their, their bench pieces are a little... <laughs> More important than Boston. If he beaten them, if he beaten them up, if he yeah. beaten them up, you can. And, and traditionally, I, I, you know, Steve I, Kerr isn't afraid. Go ahead. 
I agree with you, James. Um, and it was actually shocking to me when I looked at it. Looney's only averaging 20 minutes a game in these playoffs. And, and he's yeah, been they, so good when he's been on the floor. But the fact of the matter is he's not going to play more than 25 over the course of this series. Well, they, they go small quick. And yeah. they, they're, they're trying to outrun teams. But we know traditionally Steve Kerr isn't afraid to go deep in his bench. He's done it in the playoffs. He's done it many times before. So we might see it again. But the the rotation part is a good um a good topic because Matt, you talked about the kind of the role players. We were talking about a little bit, a lot of the role players for both teams. And that's interesting because both teams present a good package of bench players slash role pieces. And if you had to choose of maybe not which teams role players you'd rather have, which teams role players you think are going to produce better as a whole. We talk about the Celtics role players of Derek White, Grant Williams, um, Rob Williams, um, you know, players like that. And then you go to the Warriors side of, you know, Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga, Kevon Looney, like you know, Juan Toscano Anderson. Like, who do you, who, which team's role players do you think are going to have a bigger impact in this series? It's going to have to be Boston's just because they I'm, rely more <clears throat> on their bench. Yeah. I, I just think I'm not, I'm going with history and I'm going with Golden State. They always seem to, they always seem to come up. I mean, in big moments. They, yeah. I mean, they, they, they seem to, no, I think within their system, they're elevated more. Like, I think mm-hmm. Boston's system is made f- more for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to carry a lot more of the scoring load. But you benefit a lot when guys like Derek White and Grant Williams step up. I think the Warriors system is made for, like, a role player or two to go off that game. Like, yes, it's baked in that Steph and Clay are going to have their game. But I think within their system is, like, it might be Jonathan Kaminga's night or it might be Jordan Poole's night. Or it might be Kevon Ludi's night. Like right. Andrew Wiggins, we, you know, is going to be stamped in 19. But I think yeah. within that system, it's like baked in. That's still the funniest thing, stamping in Andrew Wiggins for 19. But 19. I actually, I wasn't counting Jordan Poole as a role player, actually. Yeah, I guess he does come off the bench. The way I see it is Boston relies on their role players more. Um, I think Grant Williams and Derek White play a mm-hmm. bigger role on the team and on the team's success than the Warriors do. Uh, or the Warriors role players do, but actually, like, I guess you kind of have to count Jordan Poole as a role player because when you get yeah. your fifth guy, in my mind, mm-hmm. you go like Steph, Draymond, Clay, and Wiggins. Then if you get Wiggins, your fifth yeah. guy, like, maybe Jordan Poole is technically a role player. So well, it's, in it's that crazy sense, maybe because you give Andrew Wiggins so so many props. He was an All Star starter, but when you talk about the hierarchy on the Warriors and their big time players, I think Andrew Wiggins falls in this no man's land because I I wouldn't consider him. Like he was an all-star starter, but in the grand scheme of things, I, I don't consider him like a big time, like one of the big time impact players in the Warriors. That's that's Steph and Clay right. to me. But he's not a role player. He's yeah. definitely <laughs> bigger on their team than that. So he falls into that like he's a third star, but Draymond is that third star. So it's like where where does Andrew Wiggins really fall in that? So I think you know, to me, I almost sometimes in those kind of contexts, forget Andrew Wiggins' place on the Warriors, but I think Grant Williams is going to be a huge piece for the Celtics in this series because there's always an innate sense to try to keep up with the Warriors and the three ball. And if the Celtics are going to do that, it's going to be Grant Williams. It's just, yeah. it's going to be Grant Williams and Jason Tatum. That's it. I, I still can't believe he shot 20 in a playoff game. <laughs> Letting that thing fly. Letting that thing fly. All right. It's prediction time. Time to officially put our stamp on who we gonna, who we think is going to win the finals and in how many games? Let's um, um can I say something quickly? Bro, of course. 
Uh, Golden State is a minus 159 favorite. That is the smallest favorite they have been in the entire Steve Kerr era. Every single series they've played, they were favored. I like it. And this is the smallest fa- like number that they've been favored by. Even the Toronto well, series. I was going to say, even everyone thought Toronto was coming back and going to be healthy. Yeah. And then right. Clay yeah. got. Yeah. I want to throw yeah. something every- into these uh, yeah. predictions here. Pick your team, okay. pick your games like usual. But I also want you to acknowledge an X factor on the other side that could make your prediction wrong. I, I want you to pick Ooh, one from the other team that, that could, could throw derail. a wrench. That could throw a that wrench into your it. prediction. Yep. Okay. Do we need a little second? Because that that that, I'll go first. <laughs> that changes things for me a little bit. I'll go, oh, first. Go, ahead, go first. To me, I'm going Warriors in six. I think they're going to take it in Boston in six. Um. And, and to me, it really boils down to what I said, I think, maybe last week, maybe two weeks ago, that I don't think a Steph and Draymond-led team are going to let Jason Tatum beat him now at this point in their career. I, I think they're too good. They've been there too many times, and I think Jason Tatum's on that rise up, but he's not there yet. And I think the Warriors have been so good this year. You look at the last two years for them, like that is adversity that I actually had to go through for the first time, missing the playoffs mm-hmm. back-to-back year. Uh, injuries on top of injuries to come back to this point and be so dominant. I'm going with the Warriors in six, but the X factor on the other side is Jalen Brown. Um, In my mind, Jason Tatum is a consistent 30. I'm chalking him in for that for this series. I I think their team is very good, but if Jalen Brown elevates his game even more than he did in that heat series, and maybe he can still average 24, but be even more efficient on it. Give us big plays on the defensive side of the ball. Cause he's a very capable defender too. a very good Mm -hmm. athlete. I think Jalen Brown has a shot to be an X factor for the Celtics to give them that second bump behind Tatum and derail my Warriors in six. Wow. I like that. I like that. All right. I'll go next. Um, I'm a big believer in the Celtics. Been through the whole season. Um, Had a very bold take that the winner of the Easter Conference was going to beat the Warriors in the finals. Um, So I'm sticking to that, but I'm I'm confident in the Celtics, but it's going to have to, they're going to have to do it in seven. Like, they're, they've been tough on the road. They've won games on the road in each series um, in the playoffs this the year. The Warriors are 9-0 and at home this postseason. Yeah, I'm about to say that. But they haven't but they <laughs> so haven't the heat. Wait, wait. So were the Heat. The Heat were like 7-0. and Yeah, That's true. But but you saw what Miami Stadium looked like in games 1 and 2. Oh, that's and to people, your point, James. That, that's to your that's what I'm saying. People, I got you. I know, yeah. I know, I know but pe- people were just showing up in the second quarter. They ain't playing the Bay in the playoffs yet. That's a whole different beast. So it's going to have to go seven. I have to step up huge um, on the road. But I think the player or players who could really derail this um, are Draymond and or Kavon Looney. Because I think if they turn up the physicality, get, get certain people in foul trouble and control the boards, Boston, I think, stands a little chance if that happens. Boston's got to do all those little things like control the boards, not turn the ball over, not get in foul trouble. And if the Warriors can do that, and I think it'd be Draymond and Kevon Looney on the inside to really get that thing started. If the Warriors can do that, this is it's, it's, as Steph Curry would say, it's night night. It's nice. It's really night night, and it's early. I like that a lot. That's a good point. Um, I think uh, I I got Warriors in six, just like Kyle. I'm not stealing it, I promise. I like <laughs> I, I Boston's lost a lot of games at home. Fun fact, it will only be the second time in NBA history the Celtics have lost an NBA Finals. Sorry, a team other than the Boston Celtics have won the title in Boston. The other one was the 1985 Lakers. 
Um, wow. Everyone else, when they beat the Celtics in the finals, finished at home. Um, I think uh, this is going to sound boring, but I really think Tatum. I think Tatum, if he is the superstar that um, people sometimes prop him up to be, um, he will, like, you withstand great defense and you score anyway. You saw Kawhi do that. You saw LeBron do that. I'm not saying, like, he's LeBron, but, like, that's what you have to do. And mm-hmm. I think, I really think Tatum's going to have a very inefficient series. And I think they're going to lose in six. And if I'm wrong, it's because Tatum plays really well and despite mm-hmm. really good defense produces. I mean, the, the, the form coming into this series isn't tremendous for Jason Tatum. Did what we had to do, but it wasn't efficient. It wasn't game changing. So it's very liable, Matt, that, you know, he gets bottled up even more. We'll see. But we're all, can we all can't wait for the NBA finals. Um, Tips off on Thursday, so our episode will come out the morning of game one. So get all the preview, get all the coverage before the coverage, and get all the facts on the NBA Finals because it should be a good one between Boston and Golden State. But all right, for the second uh, segment, we'll move on as we've been doing this reoccurring segment for many, many weeks now of getting into our way too early division breakdowns of the NFL because pretty much one team from every division is shaking up the landscape. But we're going to move to the best, or I won't say the best division in football. The division of football that has the best team. How about that one? Uh, the it's NFC the worst South. division in football. Three teams <laughs> are going to finish might, under 500. It might, be, it might be one of those bad divisions in football. But it's, it's the NFC South, and it's the team that really shook up the, the landscape of the division and the NFL landscape, and really as of late, has been the New Orleans Saints. Um, the acquisition of Tyron Matthew and the acquisition of Jarvis Landry have been huge. Um, but also the draft pick of Chris Olave, I think, makes their offense very, very scary and very interesting if they get adequate quarterback play. Uh, re-signing Jameis Winston uh, and Traquan Smith, obviously Jameis Winston is the big one because the Taysom Hill project was clearly a fail. So you need a quarterback. And they go back and get Jameis Winston, who had them off to a very good start before he got injured against my Tampa Bay Buccaneers of all uh, of all irony. But before we talk about the entire NFC South, we'll stay on the Saints right now because I know my guy CJ Lindsay is listening with great intent to hear what we mm-hmm. got to say about the Saints, who didn't worry me until they started signing Juice and they picked up Chris Olave, like, and they signed Tyron Matthew. Like, now, okay, now you got my attention. I say that New Orleans. Now you definitely got my attention. The New Orleans Saints are going to be the biggest disappointment in the NFL this year. I'm cool. With oh, that. They're going to go <laughs> six and eleven, seven and ten. People act like because Jameis Winston played seven good games uh, before he got hurt, he's like not a like a turnover prone quarterback. That's li- literally less than half a season. And uh, a quarterback, an all time great quarterback whisperer, retired in Sean Payton. You have Dennis okay. Allen coming in to be their head coach, who okay. was a disaster when he was in Oakland, and he was and he was a, a good defensive coach, coordinator right? for yeah. for, the, for New Orleans. But I have no faith that the offensive infrastructure will support Winston when he's so maddeningly maddeningly just absurdly inconsistent. Yeah. Just it's yeah, just yeah. like no, it's- the best throw you'll ever see, and then the next throw will be the worst throw you ever see. And I just it's think, tr- and I just think that it's going to be a dysfunctional organism, like dysfunctional year. And 
without a great head coach, it's going to be tough to stem that. And I think they're really going to falter. That's actually a really good point. And, and you came in hot with the, they're going to be the biggest disappointment in the NFL. But I don't think many people have really thought about that. Like, Everyone's confident in Dennis Allen because he's been there with the Saints. He's tenured. He was alongside Sean Payton for this ride. So he knows the ins and outs of the organization. He knows what's going on. But when you have a new offense like this and a, and a, and a quarterback who's going to have to put it together, because not only do you get the addition of Chris Olave, but your second best offensive weapon, Mike Thomas, never played with James Winston. Was, you know, was hurt, but he looked like to me he was pouting on the sideline. So he didn't play with James Winston. And your best offense weapon, Alvin Kamara, spent a lot of time off the field last year injured for the first time in his career. Didn't play with Jameis Winston a lot. So you're bringing back this offense together at a quarterback who's been known to struggle. He didn't struggle that much last year, but he's been known to struggle. And you're right, Matt. You don't have one of the best offensive minds in the NFL. In fact, you have a defensive-minded coach at the helm now, who, which to their point, to their defense, Works with the best part of their team is their defense. The only reason they kept afloat last season, but it's not a, a guy whose focus is going to be making sure this offense is clicking on all cylinders. It's going to be making sure the defense is. Yeah, I, I agree. But, but I think the question, the question mark definitely comes in the head coach. You guys are spot on there. Um, and the changes of not having Sean Payton, but I think it's a question mark. It is not necessarily a reason to derail them. Uh, um, cause I do think that this team one got better. Like last year, Taysom Hill was playing quarterback. Mike Thomas didn't play a game and now they bring in Chris Olave. And, and uh, my, there's been one right. rookie receiver that has been great in the past three years has been one. Uh, my money's on Garrett Wilson personally, but second choice would have to be Chris Olave to be honest, to do it this year. Um, and I'm personally a Jameis believer. Uh, I'm looking forward to Jameis being back. I know he's mm-hmm. not going to be the best quarterback in the league, but he can float around average and that's all this team's going to need. I mean, their defense, like we've been saying was so good. They only gave up 32 touchdowns all of last year. That's under two a game. And I know it's just under, Mm -hmm. but that is wildly impressive. I mean, so so I think you bring in a defensive minded coach and yeah, you're changing up a system. Any team is going to have to adapt to that, but the Boston Celtics just did it and they're in the NBA finals. And I'm not going to say that the Saints are going <laughs> to make some sort of Super Bowl, but I think that the Saints are going to be still very solid. I'm, I'm not sure they're going to take the division right. personally, even though they do give the Buccaneers a lot of issues in recent times. But I think this Saints team got better, and I think they're going to maybe sneak into a wild card spot and maybe even just cruise into a wild card spot because I really do think this team is like much better than last year and almost did that last year. Right, and and. and- let me double down on being a Jameis believer. Now that he's not on my team, I root for Jameis. But yeah, I mean, watching thirty and thirty, like it. Tr- Matt, when you said what one throw is the best throw you've ever seen, next throw is the worst thing you ever throw you've ever seen. Like that couldn't be more accurate. It literally could not be more accurate on a play to play basis. I don't even need to get this worked up because he's not my quarterback anymore. But it really does get me worked up. Like that's legit what I would watch on a down to down basis. It is awesome. We're good. It is awesome. It's, it's, it's unbelievably entertaining. That 30-35,000 season. season was so fun to watch as a neutral. Jameis Winston oh. trifecta, dude. It is so fun to watch. You throw a touchdown to your oh. team, you throw a touchdown to the other team, and you fumble the ball. <laughs> it, it, it's so there, entertaining. There's this, there's this one. I'm going to go off on a little tangent a little bit. But there's this one series of plays against the Falcons the end of the season. What? 
Remember the year? Remember the game? Julio Jones had like 250 yards, two touchdowns against us. That I think it was. I think it was that game where Jameis is in the red zone, and we have four downs in the red zone to score. It's four down territory, and we throw the ball four times. And the first throw is in the back of the end zone to Cam Bright, and like it, it, he, Jameis Winston, he's like scrambling, and he he's kind of points to his left to Cam Bright to motion Cam Bright, and then throws it the other direction. Like he tells Cam to go to the left, and then throws it to the right, and it bangs off the back. And then the next play is like a beautiful read, a beautiful ball that just gets deflected, doesn't get caught. And then the next thing you see where this pattern is going, and it, it, like. It, it really made me want to rip my hair out. It was, it was absolutely crazy. But I do say all of this to say that Jameis wasn't this Jameis those seven games last year. He wasn't turning the ball over. Not, at, not nearly at the rate that he was turning the ball over in Tampa. And if you think about it, if you cut that interception rate just in half, just, just take one of every two away. And that goes from a 30, 35,000 season to a 30, 15, 5,000 season. And who knows, and who knows what, where the Buccaneers are then. And then it becomes a really impressive season. So you take the turnovers away from Jameis Winston and the small sample size that he did last year, take those turnovers away with a revamped offense. Like it, it could be very scary and very electrifying. Like as a Buccaneers fan, it gives me cause to pause because we can't beat them. And Taysom Hill was, and Trevor Simeon were their quarterbacks, and we couldn't beat them in a regular season. So yeah. <laughs> now you, you you give them actual offensive weapons, and regular season may be the regular season, but then now you have to see them in the playoffs again. Like that's that's you know that's a that's a different type of team that we've had to deal with that we had to deal with last season. It's a ten win team in my mind. This is a ten win team in my mind. Matt, how many wins did you give them? Six or seven. Mm. I think that's a little tough. That's tough. I think that's a little tough. I forgot they, they always get I forgot that they always get two against Tampa, so I might have to revise it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. And here's the thing. It's not just a win. Like they don't they don't just beat us. Like we we have the worst showing in in the of any team in the season on prime time against them every single time. Yeah, it's like, tough. I, what was that I game? Really six don't... six nothing this year? Oh, that was a tough one. <laughs> oh, just, just oh, everything about it. It was, it was just, nine nothing. Yeah, nine nothing. Yeah, yeah. Just everything about it. I don't know what was worse, nine nothing or the year prior, the absolute beatdown we took on Monday night. Like yeah. the, the fifth. I don't know which one was worse. To be honest, they both were terrible to watch. But let's put the Saints in the full scope of the NFC, NFC South, and just we'll ask how much they're going to shake up. The division, and it may not be an answer because they'll the be top second. Of the division, they'll be yeah, still the win seven games. They'll give seven and ten and be second. <laughs> which, which you know, not too far off what they did last year. But top of the division, the Buccaneers last year, thirteen and four, lost in the second round to the Super Bowl champions. Um, they got good additions: Shaq Mason, Russell Gage, and then how about yesterday? The signing of Akeem Hicks is huge. Like we lost in Dominican Sue, and now Akeem Hicks and Vita Vey in the middle is could be just as good as what. Dominican Sue and Vita Vey was in the middle. Tom Brady, unretired franchise franchise tag. My guy, Chris Godwin, again. So sorry, CG, but it's business. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry. Um, coach, but recently, so sorry. New coach. New, new, and new yeah. coach and Tom Bowles. I get a defensive-minded coach, defensive coordinator elevated to head coach. Bruce. I don't Aids, know if Brady can whatever. really perform with a defensive-minded coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. And, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't see much changing. 
that's why sometimes I forget about it because I don't I don't see much changing. Like, yeah, they're they're gonna. Tyler Leftwich is still the offensive coordinator. Todd Balls is still gonna call the defensive plays. Like, yeah, just, I, he's just head coach now. Yeah, I, I don't think anything changes in terms of head coaching and what this team looks like. I think they're on a revenge tour now. Uh, I, I think Brady unretiring, unfinished business. Even though I never believed he was actually retired, um, this team's going to come back hungry this year. I, I think coming off of a Super Bowl the year prior, I'm not going to say that they took their foot off the gas, but they didn't look as good last year as they did the year before. And I think this year we're yeah. going to see a step back to excellence for this team. I think the signing of Russell Gage is incredible. Huge. I, huge. I think Russell Gage is maybe <clears throat> the most underrated wide receiver in the entire league. Like that's like go back and watch some of the highlights, some of the catches he made. The talent well, is incredible. And, and now he's been in the league and has been a productive receiver and is still getting better. Yeah. I think Russell Gage is an incredible signing, especially with Godwin probably going to be taking a backseat role at least to start the season because of the injury. Right, coming off the injury. Yeah. Yep. So, so um but even say Godwin gets fully healthy. Oh my goodness. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Russell Gage is very scary with Tom Brady at the helm. And, and you know, Tom's still trying to work his magic with Gronk, come bring him out of retirement. Who knows what happens? But you remember how great that offense, when it got clicking with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown and, and Gronk, I think Russell Gage fills that slot Antonio Brown third wide receiver role perfectly. Like, might, I think be better. To be, might be better. Might be better. I mean, uh, AB at his best. Is, He'll be is, more consistent. AB wasn't consistent. We'll see. It'll be a, a younger, spryer, more willing to be coached AB. And, probably, and, so there and, might be some that's in the tree that AB didn't want to run. That Russell AB Gage being run. gone is a plus. It's that was such a negative for the Bucks last year. But what when he was when when I don't want to say when he was quiet because he could still talk, still say some stupid stuff in press conferences. But when he was just focused on football, when he was there. Yeah. It clicked, man. For those was seven huge. plays from scrimmage every game that no, AB I mean, was focused on football. In the no, no regular season, you know what I mean? But like you in the playoff run, he's big and caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl. So he, yeah. he like, you know what I mean? So that role is, is big for the Bucs. But then you trickle down. We talked about the Saints, nine and eight, missed the playoffs. Then you go and, and the bottom of the NFC South gets really, really tragic. Um, got the you Falcons can skip the Panthers. Super- the Panthers did nothing. Missed, missed the playoffs, and the, the Panthers, five and 12. <laughs> Sad, sad, Mr. Platt. Started hot. Remember, oh remember they were part of our impressive 3-0 and teams <laughs> last year. And then just, just an absolute collapse. But the Falcons are a little bit interesting. Uh, you get yeah. Marcus Mariota. You draft Drake London, who you know everyone's really high of. You acquire Casey Hilbert, also draft Desmond Ritter. You re-sign Cordero Patterson, who one of the, the most – Invaluable pieces in the NFL to me, and then Young Way Koo, who you know, a very solid kicker, great in kicker. the NFL. So yeah, a great kicker in the NFL. So the Falcons are interesting because they could overachieve a little bit. Because who knows if Marcus Mariota has a little revival, if Desmond Ritter is a little bit successful, or they can be right back where they are in five, six, seven win team. And I don't think anyone would be surprised either way. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, they're just they're doing a rebuild. They got rid of their the greatest player in the history of the franchise and Matt Ryan, and he um and they got it and they got picks for him. And they're it's whether they use those picks well and whether their picks pan out in the next two drafts to see if they can rebuild because Marriott is clearly just a placeholder quarterback. Everyone knows that, and I think Mm -hmm. the record probably stays roughly the same, Uh, six and eleven, five and twelve something like that because they're 
they're definitely they're a team that finally bit the bullet and said, "Okay, we're, we got to rebuild. Let's do it." So they're doing the right thing. Yeah, they're just going to so, not be good next year. Right. So we're saying the balance of power in the NFC South, and in, in the grand scheme of things, doesn't change. Bucks, Saints, Falcons. Panthers. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win three spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five, High Five Casino. Casino. Win at High Five Casino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. I think the for the, the division the Panthers can be a little closer than we think. I don't yeah, think the see, like like the for, the, for the division. I think we saw the two at the top get slightly closer. I still give the edge to the Buccaneers. I still think they're going to win the division, but I think the Saints got better. And then I think the Panthers are going to be just as bad, and the Falcons are going to be slightly worse. So I think in terms of you know going down the list, one, two, three, four, it's the same. But, mm-hmm. but I think in the scheme of the NFC now, you have the Saints becoming a more legit contender and the Falcons are just going to be like what we've seen out of the Washington football team in the last five years to where they're going to hey, knock off Washington the team in the regular Commanders. season. Washington Commanders. Well, they've been three different teams in the last five years. So <laughs> I'm just stick to Washington. Literally been three different teams yeah. in the last five years. That is insane. But I um, think that's where the Falcons go to. Like they're a team that you know they can knock a team off in the regular season, but we're no longer worried about them in the scheme of the NFC East or the NFC. Here's the thing: like the the Saints, they got better. I have to give them props. They're building 
they're, they're rebuilding or retooling a really good football team. Answer me this though. Is this team better than the than the Drew Brees team that we beat in the second round of the divisional round? No. No, but it's 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 back to a team that can get to the second round. But is it but cool? But are they are they better than that team? Because if they're not better than that team, they don't they ultimately they don't scare me because my team is pretty much the same. Yeah. I have the same leaders. They should the scare you because they could ruin your one seed because they'll beat you twice in the mm. regular season. That's no, we won scary. a Super Bowl. We weren't. We won a Super Bowl. We weren't the one seed. We won a Super Bowl. Go through and go go on the road. Yeah, I well, you went on the road the when there were no fans the, on the road. And the last here we go. I anyway, think the Saints we team, travel. What a game in Green Bay. I think the Saints team can be just as good as that team, personally. Now that that I, Saints I mean, team I, was an unbelievable team, but their quarterback's arm for, just broke down, so that's why they yeah. And, but and that but and that's so, not but the on offense this. is going to run completely differently. Than yeah, I James. think it's Jameis is down the field. Drew Brees isn't down that the that field. team was a Super Bowl contender. This team isn't close to one. Their best case scenario is they like might win a playoff game, but they have no shot of doing anything like any deep run. It's going to be interesting to see because you guys are I, I, I don't want to say directly opposite, but because Matt, you're not saying they're the worst team in the league, Kyle. You're not saying they're the best but team in the league. Overall, but, Matt is more right than I am on paper and I'll admit that but the the knock there is that it's just because of the quarterback position you need a quarterback in this league to win I I think around him this is a very good team so if Jameis steps up I think they could be just as good as that Drew Brees team was but not a contender it's one of those teams to me that if Jameis doesn't lose them the game multiple games the season that could be a good team they're yeah they're they're a playoff team how about the Indianapolis Colts, man? Like you put a good team around them, and all Carson got to do is beat the Jags. All he got to do is not lose the season, yeah. and we're in the playoffs. It's it's a very similar and, situation. And how about the Minnesota Vikings in an NFC Championship four years ago with a just quarterback that needs to be competent? I mean, yeah, there's there's, there's teams, examples of this. We've seen a lot of teams drag mediocre quarterbacks, you know, far and beyond to what they should. The Saints could be the latest, but that that wraps up our <laughs> NFC South talk. We'll get to the rest of the divisions as we keep moving on. And just that much closer to the NFL season. We're inside of 100 days, right? It's like ni- like 90, at this point, 96, 97, this, something like that. This so. year is moving quick, quick, dude. I literally yeah. took a stop today at work. Like, whoa, it's June it's 1st. June. <laughs> year is half done. The year is about to be half done. Crazy. A little a little nasty. But that's all time we have for this episode of Straight Facts. It was a great one, as always. We can get some shots up at the buzzer. Kyle, you got a shot for me, man? You nodding intently I, like you got a shot for me. I got a shot. And I'm just going to preface the shot at the buzzer with, do what makes you happy. And for me, that like comes that. in the form is that I'm no longer watching the Philadelphia Phillies. I, I'm yeah, yeah. done watching oh this team. I, you know how many games I've watched this year? I, I don't know how many we've played, but I've watched maybe 48, like 38, 35 to 40 Phillies games this year. Like really? Way too many. Games, yeah. yeah, yeah, way too yeah. many. You have the fourth highest payroll in the league. And Stop. if you look at just the 26-man active roster, it's actually the second highest because there's other teams Stop. above you that have people on the injured reserves. Stop. And every team around you in the top five payroll is a 60% win rate or better. The Phillies have won 42% of their games, and, and they look terrible. Their only form of consistency is Gene Segura, who's now out three months. So I told to myself 12 today. 12 weeks he's out now. Huh. Yeah, I told myself today. I'm not watching a game in June. Catch me in July, tuning back into the fills, but I'm officially out. Self-care. At the end of the day, that's called self-care. I'm at the point where I don't even, I'm so 
like nor like the Phillies being completely disappointing and losing is like the normal. So when it happens, I don't even get upset. I like do. I watched I I had the game on last night <laughs> against uh, San Fran, so and bad. it was like, oh, we had bases loaded, nobody out, a double play. Uh, that's uh, and then just it's just like oh, well, we yeah, lost first yeah, base open. Sense. First base open in extra innings. Jock yeah. Peterson up to bat. We yeah. don't walk him. We don't like, walk him. We're if if they win, fun. We if lost they lose, to the moon we're, too. we're we're just a pathetic organization. And and, and, and what's crazy? And we've got is, to accept that. We're what, not gonna. What, oh, if you mediocrity is where we live from now. it. You're not gonna get it. Mediocrity is where we live now. That's that's the state of the Phillies for sure. Um, I actually was at last night's or Tuesday night's game, I'll say, um, the 11th inning loss to the Giants, which marked the third straight game, third straight loss in 10 or more innings for the Phillies against the same team, their old manager, Gabe Kapler. It just all hurts so much. But seeing it live, have you guys, got, have you guys been to a Phillies game this year yet? I've been no. to one. I've been to one yeah. so far. Kyle, it be my only one now. I was yeah, playing I was to say, go to one of you're done. I'm only going to another one because me and my friends have already bought tickets to be like the the big group game that we go to on the 11th. That might be the last one because seeing it in person is really dejecting. Like it's it's truly like like there's no life in the stadium. I can't like why are we here? What are we doing? What are we watching? Like this team is supposed to be so much better than it is. And for those who don't really really know the game of baseball, it's not like football. It's not like basketball where each the possessions are fluid and there's opportunities that present themselves on a possession, possession, plate appearance, you know, by plate appearance. You have to seize opportunities when they come in baseball. They come, they don't come every inning. They don't come every at bat. And the Phillies are so great at just not taking yeah. advantage of any opportunity. Like they, they will give you bright spots when it don't matter. Gino give you a double with nobody on. We'll score. Like, no, we'll score eight runs in games that we give up 11. Like, like, like we'll, we'll hit beautiful, those games. but but you got a chance tied two two runners on second and third nobody out and I don't get anybody in like those are the opportunities that losing baseball teams don't take advantage of and the Phillies do that every single time man every yeah. single time it's 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 yo it's so maddening yeah. it's actually the only time I feel y'all in the holy Philly sports thing. Like for I some reason, I feel like I'm, I'm right in it. For some reason, no doable super clutch though, which has been fun to watch. But that's it. Is, I'm done. I'm done for the month. Wait, which makes you like question your morals as a person. Like when you're like, like I got to root for a doable to, to carry my team through a storm. <laughs> like, like what am I doing now? What if, what if the Phillies subjected me to? Matt, you got a shot for me at the buzzer. I just want to eulogize uh, Liverpool Football Club. It was a, okay. it was, it was a tough loss in the Champions League final on Saturday. When you outplay a team the entirety of the game and you still lose, that's not me being denial. They had 20, they had like 11 shots on goal to Real Madrid's four. So, like, it was Liverpool dominated the game. Shout out to Timo Courtois, the goalie for yeah, Real I'm Madrid. Say Courtois went crazy. He, he was nuts. Um, yeah. And it's, it's just really upsetting. Like, when you play 63 games in a season and you only lose four and you don't get either of the two big trophies, you get the two consolation trophies, which is still. Nice, yes. but it it made me realize the positives I learned that I actually really am a fan of Liverpool, mm-hmm. which is really fun. I love the team. I love the manager. I love the managers like motto. I love that they had a parade um, on Monday to celebrate the two trophies they did win. Um, 
and ah, I don't love I don't love that part. <laughs> no, no, I don't no. love that part. It's the, still the two parade, big trophies. The parade was already scheduled beforehand, and there was also to celebrate the women women's team getting promoted. So okay. it was like three celebrate, things. Celebrate an achievement, but Kyle, the loser in the finals not gonna have a parade. <laughs> no, you got the parade was for the two trophies we won. Yeah, they won two other trophies. So yeah, they, won, oh, they, won, okay, they yeah. won the FA Cup oh, and the okay, Carabao right. Cup. Yeah, right, right, right. That FA yeah. Cup's big. FA yeah, and they big. never they got a parade right. when they won the Premier League because of COVID. So it's kind of like right. the fans got to. Yeah. And is you, you and Le- you learn how much of a fan you are when you have a tough loss and it just eats at you. And then you wake up the next day and it's still eating at you. It's like, oh, I actually really am a fan. And You're it's really nice invested. to have that because it is it's it's I'm I'm glad I have that. Because I feel like I've fallen off that a little bit with other sports, but I'm glad I found it with Liverpool. I'm I'm glad you take a little bit of like like the you find comfort in the gut wrenching feeling of defeat. It's a little, <laughs> little melodramatic. I feel that. that. I feel but, that with the Eagles. Uh, I, I feel that. you. You and, and minority minority owner LeBron James are really feeling an early morning um, a loss today. But I know Tebow Cortell. The only thing I really saw is he said something crazy where he's like, "You know, Real Madrid doesn't lose in the Champions League," and that as a Barca fan made my eye twitch because you know I still don't really want to root for them. But shout out to them. But good, a good Champions League. They have final, fourteen right? Champions Leagues. The next closest is seven. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. It's pretty nuts. That that is that is pretty nuts. Um. All I have to say at the buzzer is um, I was pretty pretty honored um, that you know I work at part time at, at Dick's Sporting Goods in, in King Impression Mall and, and my store manager asked me if I would be on the diversity and inclusion group for Dick's Sporting Goods and um, for those out there you know who don't know every company in America has a diversity and inclusion group every single one you can go whoever's listening go to your HR department tomorrow and ask about the diversity and inclusion group I guarantee. You have one. So a lot of people, a lot of, you know, people view big corporations as just having like a face in the game and, um, you know, just doing because they have to. A lot of them establish it in responses to what happened to George Floyd and other tragic events. Um, but, you know, I was I was encouraged. I went to the first meeting of the diversity inclusion group. We had a little lunch and I was just really encouraged by what Dick Sporting Goods, like at least my group wants to do with that club. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very big. I'm very active. When it comes to social issues like that, um, so just something you know, I wanted to share that something happened in my life this week that was pretty cool. Nothing earth shattering, nothing groundbreaking, but um, I guess people can notice the passion I have for these kind of things and make it real tangible. Um, so I enjoy having those conversations. I enjoy trying to improve the spaces that I'm in, the spaces that I'm connected to, and you know, you spend an ungodly amount of time at work. That's a different issue America got to address. <laughs> but you spend an ungodly amount of time at work. So I want to make sure that that place is the best place possible. And, and I'm honored that someone nominated me to, you know, help make sure that happens from a diversity standpoint. So that's cool from DSG. You guys know how big I am on that. So, you know, go diversity, man. We all, we want everybody yep. to be, including yep. when everybody that's to, great. to prosper. That's here. awesome. But, but that's all the time we have for this episode of Straight Facts. It was a great one, man. We got some great conversation and a uh, great preview of Finals Talk. Also, a great to, uh, talk about the NFC South. So shout out our guy, Jake Galley, who's out there just elevating himself in his role in his new job. So we're proud of him for that. Also, shout out everyone in the Up On Game Network, LeVar Arrington, Plexico Burris, TJ Hushmanzada, and shout out to my guys, Kyle Sirik and Statman Robinson. As always, it's been a blast. I'm James Jackson. These have been the facts. Straight up.
The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sort. High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. Goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at highfivecasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.